You are tuned in to Lightworkers Lounge, tales of having a human experience in a spiritual world. Who? I can't say who. I promised them it'd be private. Oh, advice. Yeah. Let's do it. Are you okay? Yep. Guys, he's sitting naked in a towel because I just texted him. Come here. On. Never felt so beautiful. Do you want to put warmer clothes on? No, I'm good. I just I recorded my videos and then I just thought I'd take a peek because I feel like we've left our little astro advice column. Oh, I'm gonna give you a peek. The host. <laughs> good thing there's not a camera. I feel like we left them hanging. I just felt a calling. I was like, let me go look at the next one up. Because we're doing like a FIFO here. First in, first out, you guys. Um, she's got a Scorpio moon. So automatically I was like, okay, our hearts are the same. Relationship troubles. What do we got? Yeah, I need you for this yeah. one. This is where I'm really glad to have a masculine. Wait one minute. What? Can I grab a cup of water? Yeah. Okay. I want to grab a cup of water because I can see the message and it looks pretty good. It's really good. Yeah. Okay, hit pause. One sec. What I love about her email is that she she shows she listens to the show every day for over a year. Scorpio Moon. Yeah. Like as soon as I post episodes, a solid five hundred people immediately download it. What's what's the rest of her chart? Oh gosh, I forgot. I don't know. <laughs> I mean the Scorpio Moon's the most important, but what's the rest of her yeah, chart? Yeah, hold on, I gotta pull it up. While I'm pulling it up though, I will give you a brief rundown, and then, of course, I will read her own words at what we're talking about. Okay. So I'm so glad that I have you here because this is something that I know I would, if I were solo, I would project. Ah. She's seeing someone, and he has a porn addiction. Ah. Okay. I think, have we talked about porn on the podcast? We have, like, briefly back in the day, and we triggered people. Like, way, way back in Corpus one time, we triggered people, and people tried to tell us, like, it's not bad. And we were like, mm, well, there's an addiction. So, and yeah. yeah. Oh, we it perpetuates did. a cycle that... Look, now I like feel like I got a hand on my throat where I'm like, oh shit, I don't want to trigger people. If you're triggered... Well, I'm Aries, I guess. But <laughs> if you're triggered, good. You should lean into the trigger. Anytime something triggers you, lean into it before you project and get pissed off and say, Steph and baby J, blah, blah, blah. Lean into it. Lean into it and see why it triggers you. Well, yeah, for real. Every day on Instagram and stuff, I see things that trigger me, but I'm like, oh. Uh, first of all, I don't want to get triggered by things I see on my phone because it's never real. No. Ever. So I'm creating my own stress. Well, but like when you we, trigger me, I love it because I'm like, oh, let me go take a look at this. We give a shit about you. Oh, like That's why she does this podcast is because she cares about you. I can I promise you, you're not doing this podcast because you care about you. Like, it's because you care about your people. Thank you. You would know. 528.99. Okay. We've got a Gemini sun. Gemini's, you guys have been loving on me lately. All my readings have been gems. Scorpio moon, Libra rising. Oh, okay. Now I got to hear her deal. All right. She's got a grand square, our grand cross in her chart. That's the big red square you can see in the middle. Yeah. Which tells me, like, this person has a really difficult life. Just flat out for what it is. And that isn't like if she, when you're listening to this friend and you're like, oh, shit. No, this means you have great power. But in order to get great power, we have to go through great pain. No incredible leader, visionary, 
has a perfectly good, easy coasting through life thing. Does she what have a second... Her, is her moon in the second house of Scorpio? Yes, yeah, she has a second house stuff. <clears throat> okay. So she's writing in about a relationship, and I'll read you her story in a moment, but automatically I see Saturn and Jupiter in her seventh house of love and marriage and partnership. So I'm like, okay, we've got some karmic issues to deal with in this area, but ultimately leading to abundance, Jupiter. Mm. So that's really good for her. I'd love to see that for a Scorpio moon, sis. So she's got a Scorpio moon like us. Uh, your moon's in the fourth, so females, past, family. Mine's in the sixth, work, health. Hers is in the second. So this is a big self-worth and morals. So of course she's writing in about, is this morally correct? Because my Scorpio is saying no. I feel you, girl. I got a second house stellium with like fucking nine planets in there. <laughs> so <laughs> I feel so, you. Let me read her. Let me just get to her story, okay? So okay. she's been listening to the podcast for over a year, and she said, when I, while I'm listening to your podcast, I'm trimming ganja, because that's what I do for income at the moment. <laughs> I love that. That is such a cool job. Well, she's trimming bud and like listening to us. That's perfect. That is cool. Perfect job to listen to podcasts on. And she says, because I remember, Steph, you say in multiple podcasts, you wonder what your listeners are doing while listening to you. There it is. Automatically, my Scorpio is like, yes, she listens to me. I love her. (laughs) So the reason she's sending this email is for our advice. She would like help with her romantic relationship. Her partner and her have been together for almost four years now. That's longer than us. Yeah. They have been through a lot over the years. About two years ago, he confessed to her that he had a porn addiction. And it completely blindsided her because she never found it, saw him watching it, and he never even talked about it until two years into their relationship. Her poor Poor Scorpio Scorpio moon. moon. (laughs) Oh, come here, friend. You can have dinner with us. What else are you hiding? She said, yeah, of course. She said, we are still, two years later, healing from this together, but he has not given in to his impulses over the past nine months. Exclamation point. Exclamation point. So she's excited about that. She said, we both decided to delete all of our social medias and are attempting to be more open and honest with each other right now to heal and repair. Over this past summer, though, I recognize that I have an anxious attachment style and he has an avoidant attachment style. Recently, it seems that we argue in circles with no solution. <laughs> Is this ringing? A bell? Does he have a Scorpio moon also? <laughs> she doesn't know. She oh, said, unfortunately, I, bet he does. I don't know his birth time. But hey, friend, you should have just sent us his birthday because we could get his sun and moon. But I bet he if the lovemaking is good, you probably got a Scorpio moon. <laughs> but they argue in circles with no solution. She's been learning to self soothe as an anxious attachment come back to her breath and relax during these things instead of, ah. She said, we are currently living together, but I've noticed he uses the comfortability of us always being together to not push himself to do any self-work. And sadly, he recently brought up that he feels they should live separately because he thinks he can work on himself better and put more effort into the relationship if they spend more time apart. She said, we are definitely not on the same page about it, although we both recognize it could be beneficial. I'm looking for advice on how to possibly navigate this very confusing situation. Wow. That's why I immediately texted you, like, come down here now. Okay, first things first. (laughs) I can appreciate somebody who 
owns their shit, right? So the fact that he, like, owned, even though it was two years later, like, hey, I have a problem with porn, like, that that says something. Um, I, my Scorpio moon antennas also go up because if you were to come to me two years later and hit me with something and drop something on me, I'd be like, yo, what else are you not yet ready to tell me that may affect us? But kudos to him for at least admitting something that's very hard for most men to admit. Yeah, let's give him so, credit for that. That yeah. was really cool. Yeah. God, and again, the context with these things. I wonder <laughs> if there was a fight or a moment. Like, did he just randomly come home one day and say, hey, babe, i got to tell you something? Yeah. I, or did... And she had no idea. So you guys, what I was saying earlier, how I was like, I got to pull baby J in this and get some masculine because I'm going to project the shit out of this because it's a wound for me. I was in my previous life dating someone who had an addiction as mm. well. And so many times I'm a sexual person. I was like, come on. And I would get denied all the time and yeah. because he would be watching porn. And at first I was so like, well, men just love porn. They can't control themselves. They have more testosterone than women. So, and then I was like, that's such a gross excuse for a behavior that I, if you told me you watched porn, I wouldn't tolerate it. What would you tell me? I say, Why? Yeah, you have to have... I think it takes away from a couple's sex life. But see, some people are listening to this going, hell no, you guys should try watching porn together. Uh, it's not a value to me. No, it, and some, you know, you've said it, and James said it the other day really well too. I get how you can say as a couple like, man, it, it does spice up our love life and it does do this. But here's what I'm going to hit you with that hopefully you remove that thought from your mind and maybe plant, it with, plant a new seed of spicing up the, the love life. Mm -hmm. You are perpetuating children being raped by agreeing to watch porn, even if it's two consenting adults. Mm -hmm. I can promise you, you are perpetuating that cycle of children being raped. And I feel like this is going to start a great debate with all the <clears throat> people who follow me who love porn or work in the industry. I'm sorry. That that's just our beliefs. And so if we lose some yeah. listeners and some followers, that's okay. Again, you don't have to send us an email announcing your departure, but no. I don't agree with it. I think yeah. I understand how beautiful sexual uh, sexuality can be. I'm talking to you Pisces. <laughs> how people love it and they love multiple partners and we're not knocking that, but to film it and be in that industry where sex trafficking is at an all-time high. Yes. And child sex, like... Sex is sex, right? Let, let me, let, we'll clear this up. Pisces, some unevolved Scorpios, um, Aries, whoever you might be, whatever your chart is, like, enjoying sex is one thing. Like, that's your own shit. Like, you can figure out why you maybe have a wound with it or enjoy it so much. Like, that, that's you. And, and I can respect whatever you want to do in your life. But the fact of the matter is, the United States is the number one consumer mm -hmm. of child pornography, and you know where that stuff goes. It goes on the same website that you watch yep. adults. So if we removed that from our life, then we could really help out kids, and that's what it's ultimately about. That's what I'm getting at. Yeah, so, I agree. Yeah. I agree. So number one, yeah, I, I can understand. Maybe she feels the same way as us and is like, I don't want you watching that. It, and then as a woman, it makes you feel like we ladies are already living in a society that constantly throws us the message. 
you need to be prettier. You need to have thicker boobs. You need to have a more round butt. You know, your lips need to be more luscious. Your eyelashes need. It's never ending. And so yeah. when our partners choose to watch porn over putting in some effort to stimulate us or make us feel feminine and sexy, it's like, am I not good enough? And yeah, I've got a little stretch marks, a little flub on my belly, but... That's I'll say this and I'll and I'll defend men and in this way. You're going against plastic surgery in women. You're always going to lose that battle. I'll defend some men in this way. It's never. I don't think. Let's say ninety. I'll put a percentage. Ninety percent of the time, it's not because the man is not attracted to his partner. Ninety percent of the time, and I think there's studies that show it. It's because there's just some piece of this man, whether it was some sexual trauma whether it was, it's the mind that is trying to over-correct uh, something that may have happened. Maybe you and your partner, like your partner may have cheated on you, and so now you play these, these mind games and you're trying to figure out what did it look like. Like There's so many things. 90% of the time it's not because the man doesn't think you're sexy or you're beautiful or this plastic is is. He has better. a woman that he can go say, hey, I'm horny. Like, let me slowly kiss your neck. Let me, like, you're so, wh- Why? Hey, I want to try this position. I was just about to watch it, but I would rather try it. Most men don't even feel safe enough, and it's their problem. Most men don't even feel safe enough to say, hey, I'm going to go out with the dudes. The last thing they're going to say is, hey, I'd like to try doggy. (laughs) Hey, I'd like to put you in a pretzel. Well, I would, but like, there's not a lot of men like like that. Like, like, look look at. you know, you were married previously yeah. to an individual who was just very not sexual. And it was probably super hard for him to probably even just tell you how he was feeling, much mm-hmm. less take that next step, which is super fucking scary for men, to say like, hey, I think I want to do this. Because the thought of getting like shot down, it's just easier to go watch a screen, masturbate, do your thing, get that feeling out and mo- remove that emotion. But that's normally what it is. It's like, it has nothing to do with you ladies. It has everything to do with men trying to release this emotion because they're not rooted enough to say, hey, here's how I'm feeling. Hey, I'd like to have, I'd like to make love to you or just simply pick you up and take you to bed. Like it's not, most men can't do that. Mm-hmm. And there's a deep, there's a deeper reason to why most men can't do that. But for the sake of this conversation, it's not you ladies. It's not, I promise. Why do men become addicted to it? Why can't they just use it I don't know. Dopamine, serotonin. Why do people smoke cigarettes when they're nervous? Why do people why do people find mm. outlets for anything and everything? Like we have healthy vices, but like people have vices because most of the time they're not willing to face what's in front of them and that's the escape. Mm. So and this ties into her whole story. Yeah. He's not working on himself. I'm yeah. sensing some depression with the poor guy. Yeah. I think he's, he's very low in serotonin and dopamine right now, so hence the porn addiction. And then he doesn't want to work on himself. You know, people should want to work on themselves to feel good for themselves. It, the benefits for your partner are just a byproduct of it. He doesn't even want to do that. I think one thing, too, if I could project as a man for a minute, is zoom out as a female in this situation as the partner and say, is he doing the self-work, yet it's just not the self-work that I wish he was doing, therefore he's not doing the work? Because a lot of times, men and women, both, they're doing the work, 
but they're just not doing it either on your timeline or they're not doing what you believe they should be doing. Therefore, we create a story in our mind, all of us, that says, well, they're just not willing to do the work. So really like zoom out. I would advise her to like zoom way out and say, okay, is there any way that he is doing the work? Even if it's a small step, Mm -hmm. is there some way that he's doing some work that we can build on instead of me just saying, this motherfucker's not doing anything? That would be like step one. Do you think he wants to move out so he can watch porn again? <sighs> no. <laughs> I'm a Scorpio moon. And she I'm like to hear this. Her. I've got her back. Yeah, I got your back too, sis. But I think people do extreme things before they think. We all do. You and I do. Everyone does. It could be that he does want space because he's either embarrassed. Maybe there's something going on he's dealing with. Maybe it's the depression he doesn't want you to see. There's something, mm-hmm. right? The more we cannot make a situation about us and make it about them in these mm-hmm. kind of moments, the greater the growth is going to be individually and as a team, if there is a team still. And so from what you told me, I think the ex- there's something extreme going on that he says, I think we need to move out because there's ways to get space and still Without live together. Out. Yeah, yeah, that's an excuse. Yeah. So... I think she's going to have to like zoom way out on this. He could say, hey, I'm going to go to the gym for three hours every day. Or, hey, I'm going to pick up pickleball. I'm going to join a gamers club if he likes to do that and go do that. Yeah, it's he's that tells us right there he is afraid to talk. He was afraid for two years to tell you about his porn. I'm sure off and on he still may be watching it, but he's probably made massive progress. So kudos to him. Um, He has an avoidant attachment style that you've noticed and now he wants to move out what it's telling me is that he doesn't have the i don't know what's the word i'm looking for like he doesn't have the confidence to just have this hard conversation with you that he's that he has in his mind so he's trying to find a way to navigate it and it's going to end up just costing y'all more time and heartache and like yeah, I think I would actually look at him and say, hey, I see you. I feel you. I feel like there's something going on. I've got a Scorpio moon. I, I know <laughs> something's up. And it's okay. Like, let's not go to these extremes. What is it? Like, what's, yeah. what are you battling right now? What did I, maybe what did I do wrong? What, what, what can we do better? And try and make it about him. Because if I were in our tough times, what's the greatest thing I can do in our, in our tough moments? What if I were able to just stop, shut the fuck up mm-hmm. and say, hey, I'm pissed right now. Tell me everything. Yeah. How are you feeling? To talk. What am I doing wrong? What's What do you feel like you're doing right? Like, give you the microphone and then what? Yeah. She says that she's noticed he's using the comfortability of them always being together to not push himself to do any self-work. I think that's just an observation. I don't know if that's the real reason. I don't think he's just comfortable. He's clearly not comfortable because he's leaving. Yeah. Yeah. There's mm. something deeper going on there. Again, these are hard because we're like, oh, I need more context. But from what I see, if he wants to go, let him. Yes. Don't try and talk him yes. out of it. He's already made up his mind that he wants to go. And it's going to hurt your Scorpio heart. You're going to feel betrayed in all the ways we can resonate with you. But yeah. you've got to let him go mm. because the right person will choose you even when they don't want to. They will show up and choose you. And we're not saying 
I'm, I'm trying so hard not to use their names. I almost said his name. I'm not saying that he is never going to come back. He is just, if you love something, let it go. He wants to go. And then ask yourself, is this as good as it gets? I know that can be a dangerous question to ask, but that's I, pretty tough. I think as you're talking, it makes me think of moments we may have had. It makes me think of moments I've had in my past. It makes me think of moments in the future. If you were to look at me and say, you know, after all this time together, and we've spent so much time together, if you were to look at me and say, I think, I think what's best is that we get our own place and like kind of take our relationship from there. I would look at you and say, and it would hurt. I would look at you and say, okay, that's perfectly fine. And in my mind, I would have to keep myself rooted that, like you said, this, this is probably not going to end up how I like it. But a lot of times I think if you, again, put yourself in his shoes and agree, right? Like, hey, I get it. Something's yeah. up. Okay. He may not actually leave. Yeah. He could be looking. I feel like avoidant people are just avoiding their feelings. And they're actually like looking for that person to be like, come here. I see you. Like, I got you. Like, F you, I'm leaving. But really what I want you to say is like, okay, because then that'll make me feel like, oh, wait, you're not like smothering me. I don't, because if she's an anxious attachment style, female with anxious attachment, male, typical male, avoidant. If he feels smothered, he doesn't know how to say it, doesn't know how to communicate it, dealing with his own shit. He's just going to be like, I'm out. <laughs> so remember when we studied this and took the yeah. quizzes, you were anxious. I was avoidant. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. How, isn't it usually the female who's anxious and the male? How did we switch? It's our upbringings. It's so many things oh, yeah. with us. But um, how did we work through that? And you're absolutely right. As an avoidant person, if I were to say, like, I'm out, deuces. And if you were to, instead of going, no, 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 wait, let, let's talk. If you were to just say, okay, do you need help packing your car? Well, there's something in me. Don't, don't go that far. There's something in me that'd be like, oh, oh, wait. Hold on. It's literally like when the person is so anxious, mm. it makes you go, yeah, get the fuck out of here. This is... Woo. But if you give them what they want, if you avoid them back... <laughs> are we teaching people to manipulate? Manipulation? <laughs> Maybe. Sorry, we have Scorpio <laughs> moons. No, but it's... At the end of the day, you can't control anything but yourself. And if you can just handle yourself with the most integrity and from the most rooted place, like... You never want to keep somebody around who doesn't want to be around. Like, I want you to be happy. I want to be happy. And if that means I need to honor your wishes, then at the end of the day, like... I wrote to her while we were talking. I said, we got to know his birthday. Oh. She sent it. No way. She wrote back. Okay, well, I can Live. go on a rant while you pull his chart. Okay, he's a Gemini. Just like her. Ooh. Time, but if she had to guess, she would say Leo Rising. Okay. Well, while you're typing, I think feet on the ground, pulling my, my head back down, I think um, the greatest thing you can do in life is just give people what they want, even if you know it may not be what's best for them, may not be what's best for the situation, may not be what's best for you. But honor people's wishes because at the end of the day if you take those from people there's there's no good place that that goes so wow he's got a grand cross exactly like her 
What's his moon? I'm almost like, am I looking at the same chart? They're so similar. Uh, he is a Pisces moon. No, there you go. Oh. There you go. Since she's our Scorpio moon sis, I'll, I'll, I'll hand it to her. So Pisces moons are known to be the cheaters of the Zodiac, next to Aries, apparently, because if you guys aren't mm-hmm. already joining our Cosmic Coconut Astrology page, we do fun polls and quizzes on there all the time, and we polled you guys over the new year asking, what is the number one sign that you have been cheated on by? And Aries won by a long shot. And Aries, was, this is why I love fire signs, because they were like, fuck yeah, we do. What about it? Yeah. <laughs> Nobody was triggered. <laughs> but um, Pisces moons, during astrology school, when we were studying this placement, everybody said Pisces moons cheat. And some people with Pisces moons say, yeah, I can't help it. Grass is always greener, man. Yeah. But that would explain the porn addiction as well. Yep. Pisces moons sometimes struggle with addiction to weed, sex, alcohol. You name it. They are addicted to it. They just love to shift frequencies. Yeah. And so while you guys actually have beautiful synastry, two Gemini suns, love it. Two water moons, super good. You get it. Uh, it can be difficult because Pisces is one of the least committed water signs and Scorpio is the most committed. So that is where it can be a little sticky. Well, I mean, and we'll give you a heads up into our relationship. We'll talk in circles too, but I think it's again because <laughs> we both have Scorpio moons. Yeah. And I think because they both have a water moon, especially her Scorpio moon. Yep. And Gemini suns. Whew. Oh gosh, two Gemini's. <laughs> we think we're bad. Yeah. <laughs> I imagine. She probably loved the episode where we share that we spent an entire Saturday talking. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Talking in circles. So I love the compatibility in your moon signs. You guys are both very emotional creatures in your own regard. But can a Pisces moon provide you with the loyalty that you need? I don't know. Yeah. I would Again, I'll send you a discount code to book a synastry reading with me so we can really dive deep into all the placements but surface level, I'd say no. I just think... I think they both have <clears throat> Venus and Cancer, though. I think I think if, if he has hidden that, even though he brought it to your attention after two years, your Scorpio moon's always going to wonder what else yeah. is being hidden. And then you're never going to be fully committed to the relationship because as a Scorpio moon as well... When we're lied to or we're finally told the truth about something, we, bring we all up the we, past. We bring up the past, but we automatically tell ourselves this person is minimalizing it. And because mm-hmm. they're minimalizing it, I now believe that's who they are and that's what they're gonna do. And mm-hmm. it's a really hard cycle. I imagine to get out every of. time he's like, Oh, we're gonna Uh-oh. get some sneezing going. Maybe, maybe you not. Okay, Woods? I imagine every time he's like, he's in the restroom too long. Yeah. Or if he goes to run an errand and he's taking too long, her poor heart probably goes to, well, what were you doing? Yeah. And then the anxious attachment kicks in and it turns into, get home. Where are you? Why aren't you responding? Hello. And then his super chill Pisces moon that just wants to live in a fantasy all the time. Like, I can't like, deal with this shit. Chill, girl. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So that's tough. I, I I wouldn't tell her, leave him, don't try anymore, but I would definitely say if his wishes are to live separately, focus on you. I would say find a Scorpio moon man. Just Get kidding. you one. Now, when I look at her chart, though, is this her? Nope. This is his. That's his. I haven't said any names, have I? No. Okay. 
I no. like his name. His name's really cool, so I keep trying not to say it. Oh. But as I was saying, so let's we just did feet on the ground. Let's do a little head in the stars here. Your Venus is in Cancer in the tenth house. You're a career woman. You've got your North Node in the tenth house too, girl. Have you lost yourself to this love? Because you are supposed to have a career that you are thriving financially and emotionally in. How old is she? Nineteen ninety nine. Ninety nine. Okay. So, oh, she's young. Yeah. She's like, let's see, I'm born in 88 and I'm 34. She's what, 23? 20, yeah. 23, 24. Oh, wow. Girl, what are you wearing? Yeah. Let him go. Coming from your big bro and big sis. Yeah, put a backpack on, go travel the world, let him go. Go. I was go, engaged go. at 22, married at 24, and my God, I wish somebody smacked me across the head and said, what are you doing? I get that some people can do it, but I'm with SP on this one. If I could go back and... Tell my younger self anything. Don't do it'd be, it. hey, you f- you know it doesn't feel right. Stop. Go go through the heartache. Go travel and yeah, save everybody some time. But we get it though because yeah. you have a Scorpio moon. <clears throat> so just like us, we were craving a forever love, a one and only. Yeah. And without, we were just completely blindsided through youth, a youthful Scorpio moon like you have right now. You think this is my person. This is my one and only. But coming from your version of you 10 years down the road, I don't know if he is. He very well might be. If you guys are meant to be, of course, the universe will move mountains to bring you guys together. A freaking course. But when I look at your chart, you have got some beautiful things with career on the way. She's got her North Node in Leo in the 10th house, and her Venus is almost conjunct her midheaven. Did you know you're supposed to be famous? What are you doing worried about this guy? What's her Saturn? (laughs) Her Saturn is in Taurus in the seventh house. Okay. So Saturn represents the karmic lessons that we'll have to go through when, if you believe in reincarnation, you say, I, baby J, promised to learn the lesson of... Sagittarius. I, Steph, promised to learn the lesson of Capricorn. Hers is Taurus, which money is the issue. Stop worrying about it. Be the turtle. Do not rush. Know that you are right on schedule, even if it doesn't appear that way. Now you apply what I just said to marriage and love. Yeah. So her heart and mind may be telling her, if I let him go, I'm never going to get married. I'm, I'm going to be like Steph and have babies when I'm 38. Oh, my God. <laughs> the hardest thing in life, especially when you're young, the hardest thing in life is to it. accept what is. But it's also really hard mm-hmm. to tell yourself because we're all raised by fucked up people most of the time. <laughs> Nobody's perfect. Nobody. We have so much trauma that we come to our early 20s with. Yeah. Like, I know I told myself, well, this is like, this is probably as good as it gets. I'm a small town dude. Same. The person I'm marrying is small town. Like, they're people great. like her. They're nice. They're like, good looking. Why eh. would they not? Yeah, this is, this is, I don't deserve any better than this. Not that she is just shit, but like, I don't deserve any better. And that was the limiting belief that kept me in a really bad situation. Well, I think for us, speaking for us both, at that age, we haven't dated anybody. No. You just, you get someone who's good looking and nice and your family likes them and you're like, oh, jackpot. Without thinking, what are my boundaries? What are my non-negotiables? What are some things I can be flexible and work with them on? You have no, I didn't even know what the word boundary was. No. You, you... You have to learn, gosh, again, if I could just scream at my younger self or anybody younger than me and teach them anything, it would be go learn who you truly are Mm -hmm. before you get into a relationship. Because if you don't, you'll become who they want you to be 
And when you got two people trying to be what the other wants you to be, Ooh. you lose yourself and you okay. never know who you are. So if I never. could go back and tell myself anything, it'd be like, hey, go mess up, go travel, go try things, just figure out who you yeah. are a little more. Yeah, absolutely. And she's got so many really great placements in the house of career and money that I'm like, please don't waste your heart in that stream. Anxious attachment, people, you guys are, you have your soul in things. Yeah. Go put that soul into your career and your dreams and aspirations because you're still so young. You will be so wealthy and honestly, probably famous if I'm being completely honest with your chart, well-known somehow in some way, by the time you have your first Saturn return at 30, I guarantee you meet the one, and it's so good, and it's just beautiful. And there's so many placements. Libra rising. She is destined to be wonderful with relationships. Jupiter and Aries. Yo, Jupiter and Aries system. Mm -hmm. In the seventh house of marriage. she. You need to go learn to be wildly independent financially support yourself create something from the ground up alone before you get into a marriage it's in the stars for you it is very much in your blueprint that you are going to have a bomb ass marriage now that i know what i know at 35 and and i can't imagine what i'm going to know at 45 and beyond right but like knowing what i know right now i know for a fact like if you're my person like my scorpio moon believes we are mm -hmm. That if something were to happen that broke us apart, that separated us, and it wasn't something that some, we just made a horrible decision that we couldn't get past, like cheating or whatever, if we just had to go separate ways, I know for a fact that something would bring us back together. And I think I would hold on to that mm -hmm. as well while I was doing my thing. Now, as where when I was in my 20s, it's like... Once you lose this person, they're dead, they're gone, yeah, you'll forever. never see them again. It's like, no, 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 not at all, not the case, not at all. Your 20s are freaking hard. I don't miss them. 20s should be the time you fuck up and have fun. Yes, I didn't yes. get to have fun in my 20s. All no. I did was work, take care of people, <laughs> lose myself. And if mm -hmm. I could go back and do it all again, I would yep. say I'd go fuck up and have fun. I would travel. I'd spend all my money that I spent <clears throat> on like trying to be a homemaker and married woman. I would just travel. Yeah. Go have a blast. With her chart, if you were to pick something that says, hey, this is going to help you find who you are, because right now you probably don't know who you are. You need to go learn who you are. Mm -hmm. What would you say? If, if I were her and I called you right now on our call and I said, hey, I don't, I'm not worried about career. I'm not worried about love. I'm, I'm trying to figure out who I am. Do you have Ooh. a direction that I should chase? Oh, yeah, the spotlight. Her north node's in Leo in the 10th house. Of course, you're very much in yourself, no, when you're as young as she is. So when I tell her, you're going to be famous, she's probably listening to this and her headphones trimming Gondra like, ugh, no. Because her south node is in the fourth house of Cancer in Aquarius. That is a very shy, I'd rather be behind the scenes. You know, in the past life, you were the director. But in this life, you are being called on stage, girl, in front of the camera. And so I would say, what are your deepest dreams? I bet she has creative dreams, like being a singer or being a dancer or an actor or actress. Yeah. Think, think big. And go chase those things. Even if you fuck up and you don't get the audition or you don't make it, yeah. go back home and trim ganja. You like, there's nothing to lose, everything to gain. Yep. Go do those things and have fun. You know how I was looking at your birth chart, and you have Aries as your midheaven. Her yeah. Aries is her descendant. 
So she needs people like you, Big Aries Energy, to teach her about marriage and partnership. Fun fact, guys, the ruler of your seventh house or your descendant line is the type of, are the type of people you gravitate towards for love, and they're really good mentors for love. Gotcha. She needs Aries people. What does that tell you? Yeah, she needs... She, she needs, needs to not be anxiously attached. She yeah. needs to be very much in her, okay, you would like to leave? Be my guest. I'll yeah. miss you. I really enjoyed this relationship, but bye. Yeah. Yep. Confidence, screams yep. Aries. Yes. And once she does that, focuses on her career, there's just so much beautiful with love. I wouldn't be surprised if she met someone soon because right now she has Chiron on her descendant. Ouch, he's our wound. So there's a wound with love going on with her right now. But who's right behind it? Jupiter. Whenever I see Jupiter on the descendant, these are people getting engaged, married, meeting the love of their life, meeting a twin flame, having a baby. I'm not telling you you're going to get pregnant, friend. Don't go there. <laughs> but just beautiful things when I see Jupiter on the descendant. So it tells me that this wound is kind of karmic and destined to happen. I think no matter what, porn addiction aside, attachment styles aside, this was going to happen. Yeah, Whether I, it was with him or not, this experience that is stretching your poor heart was going to happen at this time. I think if I could give you any advice from your Aries energy brother over here, I would say that, well, here you go. How about this? What if I told you you could not fail? What yeah. if I told you all the fears you have and whatever they may be? Um, what if I told you that you couldn't fail? What if I told you that your perfect man was five years away? What if I told you your perfect career on stage or whatever it may be, the, the big dream and goal you have is, an, is six years away? Mm -hmm. Like, what if I told you that everything you believed at some point in your life to be true is coming and it will happen? I can guarantee you, I'll show it to you in the future. But you got to just continue finding who you are little by little along the way so those things do happen. Like, yep. would you still worry? Would you still, if I showed you, um, I mean, and I'm not perfect, I'm just using me as a reference. If I showed you your baby Jay five years from now showing up at your doorstep and y'all having the the most phenomenal relationship that you never imagined, like, would you worry about this relationship right now? Fuck no. Right? Like if when you were with, with your husband, if I would have walked up to you. Ex-husband. Ex-husband, sorry. When you were with your ex-husband, if I'd have walked up to you and said, hey, here is a book that you and this guy are going to create memories. Oh, my God. Like, flip through it real quick, and then I got to take it. And in five years, this is going to happen. Like, without a doubt, this is happening. I just wanted to show you. You would have done things so much differently. Nope, you would have had, like, less worry. We actually broke up, like, for a while because of this exact issue. Yeah. This exact issue. And I was like, forget it. Like, no way. And I was only 19, 20. Yeah. But, you know, things happened to be said in a book later and we got back together. But I wish I would have at that time. I was so smart. 19 year old Steph had her shit together. It was like, no, get out. We're not doing this. This is not a game I play in. And I would have moved to Key West and I would have worked at a hotel. And found my twin flame. Found my twin flame. <laughs> no, I would have just worked my butt off there. And whether it worked or not, I would have just explored life and living on my own and done stuff in we, my 20s instead of, you know, marriage stuff and standing in line at the social security office to get a new car with a different name on it. We all worry that things aren't going to happen, me included. 
right? And I'm just now starting. This is why I say I can't wait to meet myself at 45 because I'm starting to have these beliefs at 35. And you're young. You're 11 years younger than me, 12 years younger than me. Everything you want in life will happen as Mm -hmm. long as you put yourself in the right place, as long as you have the right daily habits, as long as you are open and excited about life every single day that you can be. Like all your dreams and wishes will, they'll, they'll, they literally will come true. Yeah. You just have to be willing to wait for them, not knowing when they're going to come true. Yep. And if you can live your life knowing that like, as long as I show up as who I truly am today and continue growing, everything I want will happen. Yeah. The money will come, the partnership will come, the house will come, the travel, like all this shit will come. Mm-hmm. So stop living today for tomorrow and just live today for today. Give up today's temptation for tomorrow's reward. Stop worrying. Man, I wish I had this podcast when I was 22. Yeah. Truly would have changed my life. Yeah, same. Thank you, Baby J. Thank you, friend, Scorpio Moon Sis, for sending this in. It was a really good question. We, wow, really, all the people we answer these for, I feel like I just want to hug them and squeeze them so bad. Maybe now that we're in Denver, they can fly in and come hang out with us so we can give them a big squeeze and say thank you and... We have a podcast studio outside the place we get now. Yeah, we do. So. You guys can come visit. Yeah. If you guys would like your story in your birth chart read live on air by us, submit it to spowers at lightworkers-lounge.com. All names, as you heard, and birth dates will be held private. We take this seriously. And send it in. Give us your story. We would love to read it and help others because I know listening to this, there's a lot of people going through something similar. Yeah. We all are. Yeah. Every one of us. Worry less, live more. Tales of having a human experience. Spiritual world. Feet on the ground, head in the stars. Steffi Baby J, out. Peace. Peace.